welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Today I want to speak to you about a message in regards to Jesus being the master straightener. He begins to do some things in our lives and he has an expertise in making the crooked ways or the crooked paths into something straight. Um, just recently, last week, we, this week, this past week, we were able to make it out to San Antonio. And I did something that was a little bit out of my comfort zone. Uh, we went to SeaWorld after an appointment. And we took my family, my kids, my wife, and we had some other cousins join us. And uh, the, one of our young, tall, big cousins... She's only like 12, 13 years old, but she's a giant. She has German blood. And uh, she's like, come on, Theo, let's go. And uh, let's get, get up in that big slide over there. So we go. Those big slides in Aquatica. And for those of you guys that know me, you know that I'm scared of heights. But by the power of prayer, sometimes I overcome most of the times. So I go up there, and as we were making our way up there, I started hearing this like clunking sound, like something was like, I was like, what is that? So she's like, oh, don't worry, Theo, once we're up there, you'll know exactly what that is. And as we were getting up, I saw like the, the, the way the slide comes down, and the, one of the ways that the slide uh, came down or took you down was like a straight drop at the beginning. And I was like, I'm not liking this. And as I got up, I saw that people were getting in a little like container and the, the, the lifeguard would close the door on them and tell them, are you ready? And they would go in and the panel or the flooring would all of a sudden just move and they would drop. And I said, oh no. My sister-in-law was with us and she was the first one trying to fight her way off of that ride and uh, out of that slide. And she tried escaping two times. Thankfully, we stopped her. But on the third, we couldn't. She ran down when she had the opportunity and escaped. While I was up there, I was like, oh, man, I need to get out of this. So I, I told her, you know what? You're going to go. I'll wait for you down there. Make sure you don't move until you see me, okay? And she's like, oh, no, Theo, you're going to come with me, right? And I'm like, no. He's like, oh, come on. This isn't nothing. Just go. And nothing's going to happen to you. And then we looked down and we saw exactly where we were going to land. And she's like, look, we're going to come down through there. Like, I don't think I'm ready for this. So I mustered up the courage and I said, you know what? I, let, let's do it. I'll, I'll do it. I'm, I'm never doing a lot of crazy things. But in this occasion, I'll go a little bit crazy. So what happened is I was there and the lifeguard opened up the container. I get in. And uh, she made, they made me uh, cross my hands like this and my legs like this. And they're like, are you ready? And I can't just tell them, no, I'm not. I just said, yeah. So I was on there. And honestly, I was scared. I was shaking. I was like, God, I don't think I can do this. I'm not that brave. And then all of a sudden, are you ready? And then I go down. See, the thing is, I knew exactly where I was going to land. I knew exactly how the slide was because I made sure I observed before getting on there. And I saw that everything around it was completely closed out. There was no open spaces where I could fall or fly off. And I went and I did it. It was a scary process for me because, I mean, if you're scared of heights, if you're scared of, of adrenaline going through your veins that much, I'm like, ah. 
Now, some of you guys may say, man, Pastor Rafa, that has nothing. Wait to, wait to get on the rides that I get on. See, but a lot of us have different perspective, different fears, different circumstances that we have to go through. And there's sometimes that, I mean, you're going to chicken out like my sister-in-law. And you're going to run. And there's going to be other times where you're going to have to, you're, that you're going to have to confront your fears, face your fears and be like, you know what? I know I'm feeling this, but I have to overcome. So I tell you that because I went through that ride and when I was towards the very, towards the very bottom, um, I came out and I'm like, oh, I survived. My hands were numb. I was scared. My, my, my heart was beating a lot. And I said, but I, I made it. And I felt, I felt good about myself. I said, you know what? I, I overcame the fear that I was feeling. So in the word of God, I came across a story of a, a person or a lady that was crippled. And this crippled lady all of a sudden encountered the Lord. And see, uh, one of the things that fear does is a lot of the times it cripples you. A lot of the times it causes you to stop or not do certain things because of the fear that you're feeling inside of you. And some of you guys may be scared, might be feeling fear because of certain circumstances that you have to go through in your life. And you feel like sometimes you, you mustered the courage and you said, I'm going to go and you climb the stairs of the slide. And once you're up there, you're like, mm, it's too high. That sound is scary. What if it breaks? What if I can't do it? What, what if I, I, I faint while I'm up there? And see, all these different circumstances, some people go through certain circumstances and they'll go out and they won't be scared and they'll be like, this is okay. I got this. God has this. But then there's some other people that struggle through some things. Some people struggle in the same area that you do. Others don't. But at the end of the day, we all have to go through fearful circumstances. At the end of the day, we go through things that want to cripple us up in the spirit. We go through things that want to stop us and hinder us from walking in the plans and the purposes of God. But I come today to tell you that when you encounter the Lord, everything changes. I come here to tell you that whenever we encounter the Lord, there are things that begin to get loosened in our lives. There is freedom that we begin to encounter. There are, there, there's a, a well inside of us of courage that begins to build up whenever we know the living God. And he begins to tell you, hey, you can do it. I don't think Peter ever imagined that he was going to walk on water. He never imagined that until Jesus said, hey, you want to try it? You want to come? Yeah. He, he said, yeah, Lord, if it's you, make me go over there. They're like, are you sure? You want to come? You, you want to come? Yes, Lord, I want to go. And he took a step of faith, walked out of the boat, and began walking on water. A lot of people focus on the time where he fell, but... I mean, imagine having that courage of, of, of saying, I'm going to do things that I've never done before. Unprecedented things are going to begin to happen the moment that you start believing when Jesus speaks. Unprecedented, unprecedented things are going to begin to occur in your life. Things that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, and it has not come upon the heart of man are the things that we're going to start seeing. See, I don't think uh, grandma, great-great-grandma, great-great-grandpa ever knew what we were going to start living nowadays. The way that technology has begin to, uh, to be, it begin to advance. I don't think they ever imagined that we were ever going to have these cool phones that we have nowadays. 
I don't think they ever imagined that a lot of us have the things that we have nowadays. We a lot of people would see it in movies, but now it's manifested because there was one person who had a vision. There was one person who said, you know what, it can be done. So they worked until they saw that. And the good thing about God and what I love about the Word of God and about the Holy Spirit is that He says, hey, with me, all things are possible. There's no impossibilities when you partner up with heaven. There's no impossibilities wherever you partner up with a supernatural God because he said I am the alpha and I am the I am the alpha and I am the omega I am the beginning and I am the end he says I see it from the very start and I see it to the very end I know absolutely everything and he said if you decide to believe me if you decide to believe in my word then great things will begin to happen turn to your neighbor and say Jesus is going to be present in this place Jesus is present in this place and the impossibilities will begin to turn into a possibility for your life are you ready tell your neighbor are you ready are you ready for the new heights are you ready for what the Lord is doing see a lot of the times when you're used when you're used to being on the ground so much when you get on the plane and you get so scared and you start getting dizzy and you say man I'm not used to flying a lot and when the turbulence comes you get on that plane and you're like oh what is this I'm gonna die but and you're like okay chill that's just a turbulence chill out a little bit that's just a turbulence and whenever we go and the Lord begins to take us into the new heights we begin to get a little bit scared. We begin to get a little bit fearful. We begin to doubt ourselves and doubt of our, of our abilities. But when Jesus comes, he comes to straighten our paths out. He comes to make absolutely everything a lot better in our lives. And one of the things that we're learning, and I'm still learning even after 15 years of putting my full dependency on the Lord, on trusting him a lot of a hundred percent, because a lot of the times we say, Jesus, I trust you. But when we're, when we're found in a certain bind or a certain problem, we begin to kind of doubt a little bit. And we say, hey, Jesus, where are you? Are, are you sure you're the same God who said, call out to me and you will answer? Are you the same God who said that you were going to heal me in the midst of my sickness, Lord? Are you the same God who said that you were going to do something in regards to my circumstances? Are you? And the Lord wants us to be like children to believe in our father to believe in our daddy in absolutely everything that he says and sometimes it's hard sometimes it's difficult sometimes it seems impossible but let me tell you if you partner up with Jesus the master straightener there are things that are going to begin to happen that you never even imagined before so let me get to this story in the book of Luke chapter 13 and verse 10 it says, now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on Sabbath. And there was a woman who for 18 years had a sickness caused by a spirit. And she was bent over double. Say with me, she was bent over double. Estaba encorvada. She was, she was hunched over. And it said that, and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he caught her over and said to her, woman, you are freed from your sickness. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she stood up straight again and began glorifying God. But the synagogue leader, indignant or angry because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, began saying to the crowd in response, there are six days during which work should be done, 
So come during them and get healed and not on the Sabbath day. In other words, this guy was saying, Jesus, you can't heal on this day. You can choose another day, but don't choose this day. But the miracle had already happened. And he got so upset. So verse 15 says, but the Lord, say with me, but the Lord answered. But the Lord answered him and said, you hypocrites, does each of you on the Sabbath not untie your ox or your donkeys from the stall and lead it away for water? And this woman, a daughter of Abraham, as she is, whom Satan has bound up for 18 long years, should she not have been released from this restraint on the Sabbath day? And as he said this, all his opponents were being humiliated and the entire crowd was rejoicing over all the glorious things being done by him. If you can lift up your right hand really quick with me and, and, and just really shout it out and say, this is going to be a season where I will live glorious things. I am going to glorify God for every glorious thing that I am going to experience in these upcoming months. So tell your neighbor, neighbor, get ready because the glorious things of God are going to begin to unleash over your life, are going to begin to unleash over your family. And see, I love it every time I get the opportunity to preach the word of God. Because a lot of the times we, we come up here and let me tell you something. We come up here with a heavy responsibility upon our shoulders. We come with a heavy load over us. And we say, Lord, I don't want to go up there and not be impactful. Lord, I don't want to go up there and, and just give another sermon. But Lord, when I stand before your people, I want that word to penetrate and penetrate so deep into their hearts I want that word to literally cause a change and cause a shift inside of their lives so let me tell you something I don't take this challenge of bringing the word of God so lightly I take it with a big responsibility and my prayer is that this word would shake you up my prayer is that this word would really get into your that little head of yours, amen, and that the Holy Spirit would begin to empower you to believe once again. So Luke 13 tells a story about a woman who for 18 years lived a very difficult, difficult life. And not only was she bound, but she had literally something that began to weigh her down. She had a physical condition that allowed her to walk in a way that wasn't very straight. She was walking in a way that really, I mean, she was hunched over. And when people would turn around and see her, they would say, man, what's wrong with this lady? And I can imagine all the chismosos in the place. All the chismosos, all the gossipers that began to look at that lady and they would say, what's wrong with her? And then the other people would answer, she's been like that for 18 years, pobrecita. See, there, there's a lot of times that people turn around and they see the condition that we're going through. They're seeing the struggles that we've been going through for maybe so many different years. And a lot of people begin to doubt that maybe the Lord is able to do something inside of our lives. This woman was bound not for a year, not for a few months, not for a few weeks. But this woman was bound by a spirit of sickness over her body, over her, her, herself. And she was bound for 18 long years. 
And one of the things that I come to understand is that in our Christian walks, a lot of the times you go through something difficult just one time for a a little short season, a month, a a week, and we're already throwing our towel away. And we're saying, God, you know what? This is so difficult, God. I I can't keep going forward. I I can't keep uh, advancing in your kingdom because, look, God, I I have this problem in my body. I have this problem in my spirit. And we begin to see those things that disqualify us to serve. We begin to see those things inside of us that begin to to take us into a mindset where we say, you know what, I'm not worthy enough. I'm not sufficient enough for what the Lord is calling me to do. But this woman, she had that discomfort and she would walk crooked. I don't know if maybe Pastor Brian can demonstrate it up here. Come on, Pat. No, just kidding. Okay, so so she would begin to, to walk crooked, walk hunchbacked. People would see her. But you know what I really love about this story is that this woman, despite her condition, despite her circumstances, despite what she was going through, she had something inside of her that I want to call faith. She had something inside of her that I want to call courage, and it was there, and it was just moving all over her. And I imagine that every time she would go to the synagogue or she would go to that uh, the teaching of the word of God, that place, that building uh, where they would just speak the word, she would go and she would receive something. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you're going to receive something today. She would go, and she knew that she was going to be in that place and something was going to be imparted over her life. And I tell you this because for 18 years with that condition, 18 years in that circumstance, this lady would not put up an excuse and say, God, uh, my, my back, I just can't look at you. You have me in this condition, God. I'm crooked. I'm hunchback. People look at me and they're making fun of me because of my condition. God, I don't want to go to church today. You know what she said? She said, I'm going to be in the synagogue. I'm going to go to that place because in that place I hear that the Lord is speaking through his word. Because in that place I hear that when they say or they speak about Yahweh, whenever they speak about the word of God, it changes lives. It transforms lives because they were being taught that God is all powerful. They were being taught that God was almighty. They were being taught that God was able to do something in people's lives, that he was able to part the Red Sea, that he was able able to deliver from the enemies that he was able to take people out of uh, uh, captivity and listen whenever they would go into the synagogue and listen to the word of God and listen to the stories of what Moses went through and listen to the stories of what all these amazing people went through listen They mustered up courage. They began to build up their faith. Something began to happen. And this lady surprises me so much that she could use an excuse that she could have said, no, God, I can't. But at the end, in in the midst of her pain, in in the midst of her condition, she said, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go because that place is life-changing. That word that they're speaking, something is happening. And I want to tell you something. Never allow the enemy to discourage you from coming to the house of God. Because in this place, you're able to encounter the word of the living God that will really do something. He said, my truth will set you free. And see, Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the life. Jesus is our answer to any problem. 
problem that we're going through. And no matter how crooked your life may be, no matter how twisted, no matter how confused the thing that you are going through makes you seem, let me tell you, when you encounter the, God, the love of God, when you encounter Jesus Christ, then things begin to shift. And you might say, Pastor Rafa, but I've been in church for 10 years. I've been in church for 18 years, and it seems that nothing is happening. Can you imagine this lady? 18 years going through what she was going through, and she still was faithful. And she still was going to receive. And she still did not give up. And today I want to take a time and honor those people that could have given up a long time ago. But yet you're still here. Today I want to honor the people that felt that they couldn't carry and move forward. But guess what? You're still here and I want to honor you. Because you found out something that the strength does not come from you. But the strength that you have right now comes from the inside of you. Comes from those rivers of living water. Comes from the flowing of the Holy Spirit that he said in your weakness I will make you strong in the midst of your weakness in the midst of the times that you feel that you can't anymore I'm gonna show up I'm gonna show you how with me you're good how with me you have everything how with me you don't lack absolutely nothing can you imagine a woman walking down and when you're, when you're stooping, when, when you're hunched over, when you're bent over, there's no other place that you can look but down. There's no other place where you can look but down. And see, one of the things that David said is, Lord, when I lift my eyes up to the heavens, when I lift my eyes up to the hills, I know where my help comes from. My hope comes from you. And see, there's something that the enemy doesn't want the people of God to understand. He doesn't want us to look upward. He wants us to look downward. Because if you keep looking down, you don't know what's around you. When you keep looking down, you don't know what's in front of you. When you keep looking down, you don't even know absolutely anything. And you lose sense and you lose notion of absolutely everything that surrounds you. But Jesus is bringing a new revelation through this word and he's telling his people, I want you to stand up straight. I want you to look up and be courageous. I want you to grab a hold of my word and I want you to understand that my will and my plan and my purpose for you is not for you to be walking this way, to walk humiliated, to walk hunched over, but my will for you is much more than that. My will for you is to go and look at the high places and understand that I have placed you in the heavenly places and you're seated right next to me because I placed you in a position of honor, in a position of grace, in a position of authority authority how many people don't we see walking this way where the enemy wants to steal the confidence of the church where the enemy wants to steal the power that we have with our doubts with our crippling fears with our crippling circumstances with our crippling negativity and we're looking downward because of the things of life that, has weigh, that have weighed us down in such a way that our faith just seemed to turn off. That our faith just seemed to disappear. And we're like, God, I remember when I had faith and now we're praying, God, restore that faith once again into my life. But I admire this woman because despite her condition for 18 years, 
she kept going. She kept visiting the synagogue and said with me, but one day she entered the synagogue at a very specific time when Jesus was there and Jesus was changing lives through his word. He looked at her when no one else wanted to turn around and look at her. He looked at her whenever people would pass by her and looked at her as someone or something insignificant. Because as human beings, we go and we pass by people, and I know we've been taught this, and they constantly tell us, hey, don't judge a book by its cover, but in reality, it seems like it's ingrained inside of us to automatically do that. So we pass by people, and if they look good, we say, hey, that's part of my crowd. We look at people, and if they're, they're walking constantly straight, we say, hey, that, that person carries a confidence that I want to carry. I need to hang out with that person a lot more. We see someone that's prosperous and we said, man, I, I need to hang out with the prosperous people because eventually I'm going to be prosperous too. And see, when Jesus came, he came and did the absolutely opposite of what we usually do. Jesus came and he looked at the people that needed him the most. Jesus came and they saw him sitting down with sinners and they said, why, why are you sitting there? Why are you sitting with the sinners? Why are you sitting with the tax collectors? Why are you talking to that prostitute? Why are you praying over that hunchback lady over there? And Jesus, one of his answers throughout the scripture was, hey, I come and I come to deliver the oppressed. I come and I come to give life to those that don't have any. And he began to speak and he said, I come for those that are sick. I come for those that need healing. I come for those people that need a breakthrough, that need a, an answer or a, a solution to what they're going through. He said, I come for those people. I don't come for the people that are already healed and are okay. He said, I come for those people that really need me. I come for those people that need something in their lives. And just a few days ago, I had someone call me and, and it really amazes me whenever the men of the family reach out. And I had this guy reach out to me and he said, he said, Rafa, he's like, I, I, get, I get paid really good. As a matter of fact, I just got promoted to a new job and the rigs and this is what I'm doing and, and I'm supervising. He said, I have everything. I have my family. I have my children. But there's something that doesn't satisfy me in the inside. There's something that tells me that I need more of God, that I need God in my life. And I want to start going again and hearing his word. And I want to start going again and, and building that relationship with Jesus see and although he had a lot of things in the natural a lot of things in the physical there was something that just wouldn't satisfy his heart because the only one who satisfies is the Lord the only one who makes you complete is the Lord and that's why I believe that every single one of us in this place are here because we came to a realization that we cannot be satisfied with absolutely anything financially economically and nothing can satisfy us but the Lord there's a void inside that only God can fill so Jesus came he turns around and he looks at this woman he says come come he lays his hands on her begins to pray and something happened deliverance broke loose that spirit of oppression came off that spirit of infirmity got out of, got out of her body 
And after that, this lady began to straighten up, hunchback for 18 years. And then all of a sudden, Jesus lays his hand on her. She begins to straighten up. And let me ask you this. When she begins to straighten up, how do you think her reaction was? Do you think, oh, thank you so much, Jesus, for, for, the, for healing me. I, I appreciate it. I'll send my offering and my tithes with you, okay? Do you think this lady just got up and said, oh, thank you so much, Jesus. You were so nice to me. Thank you for laying your hands. Yeah. No, you, you know what I want to imagine? I want to imagine that this lady who for 18 years went through some heavy things, she went through a lot of humiliation. She went through a lot of oppression. And the moment she straightened up, I want to imagine that she started She started singing that song, and it might get loud. And everyone started jumping in that place. Okay? Everyone started jumping in that place. And everyone began to rejoice. And everyone began to get so excited because a woman who was bound for 18 years all of a sudden had a life transformation that went on before people's life and let me tell you something the master straightener is here and he's he, he has a rank a little bit higher than pastor brian jesus christ is a pastor of pastors here at axis church He's a pastor of pastors. He, he's the Lord of lords, and he's here. And guess what? He lifted up a man and a woman like Pastor Brian and, pa and Pastor Sandra so they can lead us. But above, above all, everyone else here at Axis, there's someone much higher. There's someone much lovable. There's someone much better than every single one of us ministers here, and his name is Jesus. He governs his church. And if he went into that synagogue, even with the sole purpose of healing a lady that was crippled up for 18 years, and he did it back then, the word of God says that he's the same of yesterday, today, and forever. And let me tell you something. If he did it back then, then he will still continue to do it in the now. He will continue to heal. He will continue to deliver. He will continue to set free. He will continue to bring something powerful into people's life. And if you're in here, if you're in this place right now, I want to tell you that the moment you walk through those doors, you walk through those doors with a simple fact that you were in the eyes of Jesus. Jesus, he looked at you like he looked at this crippled woman and he said, come. He looked at you and saw the need that you had. He looked at you and saw the situation and the circumstance that you were going through. And he said, come, come, let me straighten out the crooked paths inside of your life. Let me change and begin to transform the things that are not okay in your lives. See, I don't think I have to name every single thing that might not be right because a lot of us already know what is wrong. A lot of us already know what we need to fix inside of us, but we also understand that there are things that we can't fix on our own, that we need the divine supernatural power of Jesus Christ to come and set us, set us free. You know, a lot of people maybe look at you and discourage you and they say, why are you going to church? Look at everything that you've done. Look at everything that you've done and you're still going to that Axis church. I'm going to tell your pastor. Ooh. 
Какой? See, but what people don't understand is that the church is not the museum of the saints. What people need to understand that the church is much more than that. The church is like a potter's workshop where we come and God starts working in us and he starts confronting us with the word and he puts the mirror of the word of God in front of us and tells us, hey, you need to change this about you. But don't worry because you're not alone. I'm going to help you with that. Just use my word as a weapon and I will set you free. Use my word to encourage you. Use my word to build you up. I'm going to be there. Don't worry because the word of God says that he will be with us until the very end of our days here on earth. He will never leave you and he will never forsaken you in your weakest spots and your hardest spots. The Lord will be there and he said, hey, you're no longer alone. Stop fighting this fight on your own. Come to the, to the workshop. Come to the potter's workshop where you're going to be molded, when you're going to be transformed. And see, when people come up to me and they say, Pastor, this person told me this and I really did mess up and I screwed up. You know what I tell them? Tell them, you know what? I'm like this right now. Imagine if I wouldn't go to church. <laughs> now, I don't want you to use this as an excuse of, oh, I'm going to act the way I, I want to act. No. You, you're going you're gonna to have to start doing some things a little bit different and I'm not going to say you're going to be perfect no you're going to mess up but at the end of the day if you put your trust completely in him those crooked things are going to begin to line up that bad mouth that profanity will begin to change and line up according to the word of God and they're going to say te acuerdas aquel maldiciento ya no habla como hablaba antes. You, you remember that, that, that person that would always uh, uh, speak bad words. Well, it, it, like something's changing in them. Like, like they're speaking a, a different language that I don't really understand. They're talking about love and forgiveness. ¿Qué es eso? What, what's that? And see, this woman was for 18 years looking down. But when Jesus straightened her up, her perspective began to change. She started seeing that she was not lower than anyone else, but she was actually there with everyone else and she could now finally look at people around her and I love this about Jesus because Jesus wants you to look at people around you and not that they're higher or lower than you but he loves every single one of us as his children he looks at every single one of us and he's willing to do absolutely anything and everything for you and you know whenever Jesus decides to bless our lives Whenever Jesus decides to straighten up the crooked past inside of our lives, there are certain things that happen. And let me tell you, when they wrote about Ephesians chapter 6 and the armor of God, the apostle didn't just write it just because. He wrote it because he knew that there was real warfare and real battles going on. And we can even see it in the scripture in Luke chapter 13 verse 10 to 17 where it begins to speak about how a certain person, the leader of the synagogue, the leader of the synagogue got angry because Jesus was healing and Jesus was doing his thing. And, and the word of God mentions that he got indignant. He got angry. He got mad. And, and he began to say, hey, like, you can't wait for another day that's not this day in order to heal. Like, God, like, Jesus, we're not used to healing on this day. Um, as a matter of fact, they wouldn't even see maybe a lot of healings at that. Are y'all with me? Yeah. Are y'all with me? 
And they still got mad because Jesus delivered someone right there. When the Lord decides to do something inside of our lives, there's going to be people that a lot of the times don't like it. That a lot of the times are going to say, why did God do it with him and not do it with me? Why did God do it with her and not with me? Why, why, why do they get that privilege and I don't? Why, why did Jesus approach her that, look at her, he approached her? Why, why can't he approach me? One time we had a man of God come and, and he was very prophetic. And I remember uh, one of the leaders from within the church looks at me and he, he got his best suit on. And it was a white suit, a really nice suit. And he said, they're going to prophesy to me today because look, I got, I got the suit. And the whole service passed and he never got a prophetic word. Because... When the Lord decides to bless your life and bring favor upon you, he will never ask anyone for permission. Ever. When the Lord decides to do something inside of you, when the Lord decides to change your life, he will never ask anyone for permission. Whenever he wants to do it, he will do it. It's called grace. It's called mercy. It's called favor. You can't manipulate it to do it your own way or have it your own way. You can't do anything about it. It's if the Lord wants to, he'll do it. Amen. Are you with me? So his goodness and his grace extended towards this lady. And right now, I may have people listening to me that may say, Pastor, there's crooked things in my life that I've been praying for for a year or two and nothing has happened. Pastor, there's certain areas in my life that are crooked and I, I can't seem to straighten them up. And you're struggling and maybe it's a year, maybe two years, maybe a month, maybe a few weeks. But this woman suffered for 18 years and I'm not telling you it's going to be 18 years. What I am telling you is that in the timing of God, he will do whatever he has to do. He will do it his way, not your way. He will do it in a way that he think, or that he knows is the correct way and the perfect way. You know, when Zacharias and Elizabeth were trying to have a baby, a lot of people called them barren and unfruitful because they couldn't conceive. And to be barren in that time, it was one of the most disgraceful things. But yet, Elizabeth... The wife of a man of God was struggling with the shame of people calling her barren and looking at her as a disgrace. But you see, the problem wasn't that Elizabeth was just barren. What I want to believe is that her womb was literally programmed to get pregnant at a specific time. Because John had to come at the right time in order to announce the coming of Jesus Christ. And see, there are some things that are programmed for a specific time and a specific season. And if it's not happening right now, let me just tell you something. Wait on the Lord. Wait on his word. Wait on him. That's what this lady did for 18 years. Now, Pastor Rafa, I don't know if I can hang on to 18 years. Well, you know what? If you hang on to his word... His word will not return back void to you. 
If, let me tell you, if you hang on to his word, despite the circumstance that you're going through, you're going to be able to fight and stand in faith rather than get bitter and get angry. Because when you grab a hold of the word of God, you know that you are no longer in control, but that he is in control. And no matter who gets mad, when the Lord wants to do something, he will. I remember many years ago, many, many years ago, many, many years ago. Just kidding. I remember I saw this pastor and, and I saw him up in, in, the, in the altar, in the platform. And, and he was there and he was doing something that really got me upset. He was like jumping and, and dancing all over the place. And I said, man, this guy, like he's doing things that are super exaggerated. And I would tell you, Anna, this isn't right. And like the Pharisee inside of me kind of like wanted to come up, right? And, and I saw him and I said, mira que exagerado. Like, ¿por qué está haciendo eso en el altar? Exagerado. It's a holy thing, right? Like, why is he doing that in the altar? And, and really, I just didn't think it was right. So it happens that we sit down with him and his family in the table and we had a conversation with him. And as we had a conversation with him, he started telling us about how one day he couldn't walk. But he encountered the master straightener, Jesus Christ. And Jesus healed him and gave him the ability to begin to walk again. He said, the way I praise God, I do it because... I couldn't walk and now I can. The way I praise God is because I, I was once lame. I once couldn't, but now I can. He enables me to praise. He enables me to begin to praise in another level that I haven't before. And let me tell you, when you see people in this place and they're praising and they're shouting like crazy people and you turn around and you look at them like, ¿Qué le pasa este loco? What's wrong with this crazy fool? You look at them and you might not understand the way they worship, the way they shout, the way they speak, the way they pray, the way they do things that they do. But let me tell you, there might be a reason for the way they do things. There might be a reason why they're praising the way that they're praising. There might be a reason that they're worshiping the way that they're worshiping because the Lord took them out of darkness and into his marvelous light. The Lord, the Lord took them from a very deep place of pain and hurt and now they're able to lift up their hands and praise a master straightener because they were once crippled. But one day they encountered Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ said, come, come, I want to change you come I want to change your life come I want to change your circumstance come I want to change the crooked ways inside of you come and I will deliver you come and I shall do something new inside of your life once again can you please stand up thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry. Without you, none of this is possible. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.